You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Saturday night, WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies. We are here to burn it down. And always remember, we will lead the way. All you have to do is let us in. We're here. What up, man? <laughs> What's going on? It's another Saturday on the mothership. Exactly. I mean, you know, you've been waiting all week for Saturday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm still high off of last week knowing that WWE is stealing my ideas. But that's a whole other conversation. For those that don't know, you just heard the wonderful voice of the big guy, KG. As always, I am the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and we are coming to address you in a way like it has never been addressed before. And it's probably going to revolve around Nia Jax, knowing KG, but we'll figure all that stuff out later. Shouldn't everything revolve around Nia Jax? Uh, I don't know, man. It depends. Because then when you start crushing on somebody else, then you got to put Nia into the background. It's, it's a whole hot mess. But as no, long no, as you no. can juggle it, then I'm, I'll I'm, leave it I'm on me. Equal. I'm an equal opportunity crush. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we're going to go equal opportunity, we might as well just go around the universe and start this thing off right with the WTF moment of the week. And that is the Brock party. Now, we're going to move a little bit to the side and not really worry about the rhythm part. But it could go or you could perceive it as one of two ways. Brock having a lot of fun just being crazy and not having to be the beast incarnate. Or it was like, what the hell are y'all doing with Brock Lesnar type of thing? How did you take it? <laughs> I actually thought it was Gronk. I didn't think it was Brock. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that's exactly who it looked like. It looked like that was Gronk. And I'm like, well, maybe them two are hanging out and a little bit of Gronk and rubbed off with I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. It took a moment for me to to notice that there was actually audio playing out of the Money in the Bank boombox, I guess is what we're going to call it. Because I was like, why is the audio for this sounding so distant and not coming through clearly for televised TV? And then when I was like, wait a minute, why is there a, a receiver, a transponder at the bottom of the, oh, that thing really is playing music. Good job, props team. So <laughs> then I was like, all right, now that makes it a little bit more dope because the, the the music is actually coming out, so he's not trying to improv to whatever, and then it seems kind of whack, but it's actually music coming out of it. And then, you know, playing the Seth Rollins music and seeing Paul Heyman <laughs> shred it out, and then Brock just hits him like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Like, oh, man, I, I thought that segment was crazy, but I will tell you this. I want that Brock Party T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Twenty-seven ninety-nine. Don't worry. One day it'll be buy one get one for a dollar or something on the uh, WWE shop. That's well, when that's you old. jump in. Yeah. But uh, the Brock Party, I thought was pretty cool. Now I don't think you can run that all the way to this Friday at Super Showdown in Jeddah when 
he's going to be popping up because we still have to see. That's some moving and shaking that's going to happen very soon. We've got Undertaker showing up uh, next week. We've also got Goldberg showing up next week between Raw and SmackDowns. So they've got to sell it. Triple H has already started his promotion and video packages and all that stuff. It could be a potential of a Bray Wyatt visit. Why not? If they're trying to, to build this as great as or greater than WrestleMania, which I think is interesting, by the way, because for them to say greater than WrestleMania, it's like, Vince, why are you conceding to something being better than your own creation? That just sounds weird to me when they say that. It's like, But either way, it's supposed to be a big show. It's uh, the third out of the ten that they're uh, contractually obligated to do with the Saudi Arabia Sports Authority and that big check of checks that they got. So we'll have to see what's coming up next. I'm hoping somewhere, if not too long down the road, potentially one of them will be the rock involved. Maybe one of them will bring Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement for one night only. That one match that he said he has still left in the tank. And hopefully Sting versus Undertaker. Please. Now, see, that, that, that's something that we need. Just one time. That's all we need. I don't even care who wins. It could be like a, a run-in disqualification. But I just want to see them in the same ring at the same time locking up. That's it. Nothing major. You know, they could just kind of do that here or there. Mm. But I wouldn't, wouldn't have a problem with that. We can dream, can't we? Yeah. But when we dream, we dream big. Yeah, I know. That's what gets us in trouble. Next thing you know, it's a 24-7 championship. And still, I'm happy, but not happy. I'm happy because it's entertaining. I'm not happy that there hasn't been more title wins and losses for that 24-7 belt. As much as I like your truth, there should be about 15 more people that have had that belt by now. And a couple of them should have been referees. A couple of them could have been from NXT. I mean, shoot, catering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody. Truth could be taking a nap in the airport and a flight attendant could have become a 24-7 champion. All that stuff would have been uh, exciting and amazing. But and he, unfortunately. He defended. He was the only one to successfully defend the 24-7 championship. Yeah, like I said, he's, he's doing a, a phenomenal job. But I think they're. They, they came up with the idea. It worked out great the first night, but they are not curating it in a way that it's going to stand the test of time. And that's my only gripe about it since it's, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait a minute. <laughs> my idea. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you know. You know what it, look, what it looks like is going to happen? They will give me credit? Well, hopefully. I'm, I'm hoping that the check is in the mail. Instead of them doing direct deposit, they sent a paper check. But uh, Yeah, please. I, I think this this title, unless they figure out which direction it's headed, it's going to fade away in two months. And you'll see less and less and less over a two-month period. And then it'll be something. They're not, gonna, they're, they're not doing it right already. Yeah. But it's, I think it's just going to fade away. Or it's going to morph into something else. It's going to fade away and be marked as obsolete. 
Uh, I guess I got to write me a check to Matt and Jeff Hardy for stealing that one. Okay, so, you know, checks are being given. Might as well just, you know, if you got to take them in, you might as well give them out, I guess. But, you know, that's that's just a personal gripe of mine since, you know, <laughs> that must be something in my throat. Oh, I know what it is. It's the fact that I came up with it. But we'll leave it there and continue around the universe for the next big moment, in my opinion, that happened. The out-of-nowhere return of Dolph Ziggler is becoming more and more interesting. To me, it's seeming like I'm getting the Dolph Ziggler of many moons ago on SmackDown. I'm getting true heel Dolph Ziggler, not gimmick Dolph Ziggler. We're not going to have an entrance and all that stuff. We're just getting raw Dolph Ziggler again. And I am so happy for him to have the opportunity. I would love for him to beat Kofi and then Kofi takes the belt back. But just seeing the promo that he did on Raw where he was talking about how I rooted for you, Kofi. I was excited for you. You were one of the best champions in a long time. The only problem is I'm supposed to be champion. <laughs> so like, I'm giving you credit where credit is due, but you're not me, that type of thing. And I thought that was very intelligent on how the writing for that was. And it made me more interested in the character and the potential story that these guys can tell. Hopefully they stretch it out and don't ruin anything and let this go all the way to SummerSlam. Because I think that would be, in my opinion, a great SummerSlam main event. So that way it's fresh. It's not going to end up being, you know, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan again or, or something like that. It's a fresh perspective on two guys that have been around for a long time that I think still have uh, a lot to prove in a big fight atmosphere. How are you feeling about uh, DZ so far? I feel finally they've put him in a position to be that heel. And I'm loving that part right there because I mean, his Twitter handle is Heel Ziggler, and we haven't gotten a Heel Ziggler in a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's had that handle for a long time. Yeah. Since he was Heel. <laughs> <laughs> but there is another Heel, and I only say that uh, jokingly, but uh, you got some company in your neck of the woods. One of them just tweeted out a picture on the way to the MCW Arena in Joppa, Maryland, Molina. But also at the uh, Jimmy Slambury show is your boy, Leo Rush. The man of the hour is coming home to Maryland Championship Wrestling. So that's going to be an interesting uh, fight. So if you want to see uh, Leo Rush and, and Molina, who is, you know, arguably one of my crushes, longtime crushes, um, you can catch them on Rage TV. But that's pretty exciting to know that you got the hometown boy returning to the hometown area. And then we'll see if hopefully he cuts a promo in reference to his status because it's kind of gotten dark. Mm-hmm. And reference to anything WWE and Leo Rush related. But there's been no official press release or anything saying we've come to terms and that almighty we wish him well on his future endeavors. Haven't heard anything about that yet. Twitter's been very quiet about that. He's just gingerly not really been there. 
So we, we've got some, I don't know. That's what I was about to ask you. Uh, did you hear anything about it being released? No, uh, I've been looking. I have been looking. And there's nothing on the dirt sheets. Literally, this is, uh, when I say this, that means us just talking about a second ago and the promotion kind of, sort of, uh, <laughs> the most that you you would hear about what's happening. That's it. So, like I said, I'm hoping that he cuts a promo uh, unless he's trying to free himself to go all in. We'll have to see how that perspective can be as well, but I don't know. Either way, that that's a, a, a developing story. But speaking of that, and then right before we go to commercial break, All In was, was great. Great buzz. Uh, I know you enjoyed um, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. We saw the emergence of John Moxley, which was a surprise to Jim Ross. So Jim Ross's reaction was nice and genuine. Hold, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there with the emergence of John Moxley because okay. it was a certain sideline junkie host that said pretty much back in April that, yeah, keep a lookout for the John Moxley character. But not only that, might be uh, AEW bound. And I believe that certain host is the one the only the people's choice don no i can't take credit for that that's the people's choice don rodriguez once again i I would just you know put my brain to where i think he may have been going uh at that point in time and it's good you know he's enjoying the character um he's enjoying the freedom right now to speak his mind uh in character because we discussed not too long ago about some of the things he was saying but i think he's still cutting promos in character, same thing with Dustin saying, oh, well, you know, I'm happy to be out of jail from WWE. So it was interesting how when they're in WWE, even on the outskirts, it's not jail. But yet the moment that you leave, oh, yeah, it's jail. It's like, you don't need to cut the promo. You had a great show. Right. There's no need to, to dig because you don't want the machine to come after you. Mm. Not yet. Because we saw WCW on the tail end. When a machine comes after you, yeah, that's going to be a problem in reference to viewership and possibility. Because, hell, if WCW could have, even though they didn't want wrestling on their network, but if it could drew sponsorship more money to, to make them more money, oh, WCW would have stayed. But because it was so dysfunctional and it wasn't leading, then they went ahead and they just had to pull away. And the rest is history. But they still got a lot to prove. We haven't seen them on TNT yet and TBS and whatever else is going to happen. But the, the show overall was good. But my question to you is, do you think that we may also down the road, probably by, let's say maybe by the end of the year, get Enzo Amore and Big Cass in AEW as well? Oh, most definitely. No, no doubt in my mind. Because you got two guys that work very well together, number one. Entertaining as hell. Mm-hmm. And can steal the spotlight. So, right. yeah, that, that that would be one thing that you would want to do. Yeah, because the, the show was phenomenal, and everybody wrestled their heart out and gave everything to make it 
what it was supposed to be. But the other side of the coin is with this being fresh. If you removed the Young Bucks, if you removed Brandy Rhodes coming out, and I'm so pumped that we got to see Awesome Kong, but you removed Awesome Kong, and you removed Y2J, and you removed um, Kenny Omega, there wasn't as much hot and heavy star power. That And that's, I think, the only thing they need. They need a couple more coups to get that solid star power in there because they've got the young talent. They've got the hungry talent. But if they get balanced out with star power, then I think that they've really got what it's going to take to move them forward. So I was just curious to see because I'm thinking that it may happen, but it's going to take some time because I haven't delved back into the legal situation with Enzo. Is that done? Is it cleared? Obviously, if he's showing up at events like Ring of Honor to do run-ins contractually, then, yeah, he may be on a good foot because I'm quite sure they don't want somebody being accused of misconduct uh, to be anywhere remotely close because that would be negative, negative publicity. But eh, I don't know. I'm still rocking his ringtone. I'm sorry. I just I just like soft. <laughs> I get talked about all the time. Like, man, you still playing that ringtone? Yeah, and you look kind of soft right now. So, just a, <laughs> I'm sorry. CFOs killed it. Great song. Got to keep it going until there's somebody else that can bump off uh, that song off my ringtone. It is what it is. Well, it actually is someone else, but Uh-oh. that's Becky Lynch. No, so, it's a cry, I, man. Yeah, I know, man, but I don't know. I just can't. If I hear that, I'd be like, "All right, I'm ready for the man to come out, but I want to answer the phone." Oh, you actually get ringtones to answer the phone? Well, I just take the clip from the uh, the the iTunes song and just clip it in that way. That's how I do it. You know, I I, I don't I I do it because when somebody calls, I just want to hear good music. I mean, <laughs> you know, either that or Seth Rollins. That whole burn it down. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still a mark for Batista. I was rocking that the other day. Which which one? Uh, walk Alone, man. Oh, all day. okay. Okay, by Salado. All, day. all, right. all, all right. day, man. All day. I know Xavier would be happy about that, too. So, I, you know, yeah. You know, my, my library is pretty deep on uh, theme songs. I even uh, rock out to Naomi's old theme song. Uh, anything... That Naomi comes out to it works. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know she, it's her energy. Period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, now she's a bumblebee. So, but you, do you know we we went from feeling the glow to her being a bumblebee? But do you know who she's paying homage to with that bumblebee? No, you go ahead and tell us, my friend. <laughs> oh man, that's a Marvel superhero character. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it DC? No, that's DC. That's DC. I got that wrong. I believe that's DC. Uh, oh, we got to fact check that now. Yeah, got to. Uh, God, what's the the, 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 the actual name? <laughs> God, I can't do it. How you going to bring it up but then don't remember? Because. Oh, Lord. Come on, fact checker. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be the fact checker. I, I messed up. Here's what we going to do, man. I'm not going to hold you across the coals. Especially since Tommaso Ciampa is uh, on NXT TakeOver 
uh, pre-show. So that's good to see. He doesn't have a net brace on. So that means that rehab and everything else is going great. As we are right now, two minutes and 30 seconds away from NXT TakeOver number two, five, five years later. So we'll go to a commercial break. KT's going to come back and tell us who she was. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, I will. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Oh, right back like we never left and with the right stuff. Uh-oh. Lay it on us. All right. Now, before I even say anything, I got to give all the credit to my six-year-old daughter, Akasha. (laughs) Come on. Let let, let Uncle Don know. Come on. Go ahead and sing your song. Uh, Walk with the lion. (laughs) (laughs) That is parenting done right, but yes. I could. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. OMG. I I'm about to her. kick you off and put her on. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Naomi's inspiration for her new ring attire is from the DC Comics superhero, member of the Team Titans. Bumblebee. Yes, we know it's Bumblebee, love. It is Bumblebee. She's also a member of the Doom Patrol. Been around in uh, the first Teen Titans. First time she showed up was Teen Titans, issue number 45 in December 1976. Her name is Karen Beecher Duncan. And she's considered the first black woman superhero character by DC. Facts. So I, 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 I wasn't going out like that. Not, not, not at all. I appreciate you uh, not only giving us the answer, but going an extra mile and finding your replacement. Man. <laughs> Woo. Not everybody would go that far. And that's, that's dedication, ladies and gentlemen. That's dedication to your craft, to being able to recover, and to find your replacement. That is awesome, man. So next week, it'll be Sideline Junkies presented by the WrestleManiacs because we're just going to take over with me – and baby KG over there. <laughs> big the big guy's out. <laughs> She's well, only gotta say her cue, like, what's your song again? And she just sings it and that's it. We're good to go. Show's over. And you know what? She 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 she's willing to do it. She's been doing it for about the last week and a half. That's awesome. Sitting in the corner and all I hear is oh walk with the lion. <laughs> you know, all I can do is smile. That is either that or She's singing Evanescence. And I'm like, I am doing something right in this life. Yeah, let's not even talk about that, man. My daughter uh, came over. I don't even know didn't know she knew this song. But uh, she just walked over and came with some NSYNC and said, hey, Alexa, play this. Like, what? What <laughs> is going on? Not you, Alexa. You always want to <laughs> listen at the wrong time. Go do something. So then we spent some time uh, going through some old, good old 90s uh, songs, you know, just all different stuff. So it was it was a blast just getting to have a MTV throwback. But now that we're back, we got the official answer. In my opinion, it's time to gloat over what I believe it has already become match of the year. This past Monday. 
Cesaro, the Swiss Superman versus – I can't even find a name to coin to call this guy. Cesaro v. Ricochet was the hell. <laughs> I, I Man, please tell me you saw that, Matt. Indeed, I did. I mean, and I, I'm still wondering how certain spots were done. I am like, okay, oh, oh, damn. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Did he just run up that dude's chest and did a backflip? Like, yeah. I was done at that point. Like, Ricochet, you have taken it so far. But in my opinion, the only reason why we had that level of go do what you guys can do is because they put in some work at AEW. That, mm. out of anything, was WWE's response to the level of match that was being provided at uh, Double or Nothing. You know what? I'm sorry. AEW, I've seen so many comments about AEW and, oh, finally we got some relief from that trash of WWE. And I'm like, okay, but weren't you the same guy that two weeks ago were praising WWE, what they were doing with the new talent, but now you got AEW? Okay, anyway. But I don't think there's anybody on that roster that can perform the way that Ricochet, Alistair Black, uh, Cesaro, you got a long list that's probably long as my arm of people on a WWE roster, main roster right now, that can outperform more than half of AEW. And now let's not talk about the ones you're going to watch, pretty much you should be watching now, that are in NXT. Mm-hmm. And one that I'll always say, and I keep his name and praises flowing, because he came through Merlin. He came through MCW, and that's Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M, he is. I thoroughly I thoroughly agree with you. I thoroughly agree. But that is still where we see some of the decision-making being separated. In my opinion, and we know I'm still not happy with the state of WWE, but in my opinion, if they had to make – hey, we're not going to steal the People's Choice Don Rodriguez's idea. Maybe we'll do something as a compromise, steal an idea. They can at least level the playing field of content. And what I mean mean by that is if you have the NXT brand outperforming in reference to the spots of the main roster, why not balance it out and let everybody go? Because they're not outperforming it because – the main roster talent on average can't do it. They're outperforming because they're allowed to do these things at NXT and have that freedom and not be under the overhanging mold. But if you can have AJ Styles wrestle like Indies AJ Styles, Seth Rollins wrestle like Indies Seth Rollins, you know, if you can have Samoa Joe go back to his TNA performances and, and so on and so forth on both brands, just let it go. Why do you think WCW was was number one for so long? Because they had people like Rey Mysterio going against Eddie Guerrero and tearing down a house every single time. Dean Malenko's and, and Chris Jericho's and, 
and and, and the, the content talent, the, the chairman of WCW, LaParca, and Super Crazy, and and all these uh, performers that when you thought, okay, you know, you got the regular storyline going, NWO that, and then you just see something that, what the heck just happened? And that just woke you up in hour two, and then you're good leading up to hour three. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. You said something, you mentioned the name, and I think I said something last week, and I'm going to keep saying it because I keep saying Dean Malenko slander on the internet. Now, granted, DJ always says, man, you can't get upset what you see on the internet because people are trolls. Well, I got time today. Any one of you fake wrestling fans ever talk about Dean Malenko? Oh, he only got five to six holes, and he's not this, and he's not a great trainer. Go, go, go. Find a grenade, pull the pin, shove it in your behind, sit down, and count the five, because in four seconds, you'll be dead. I don't. We don't need you, because you don't know what you're talking about. Dean Malenko was called the man of a thousand holes for a reason. That wasn't just a clever name he came up with. He dropped blood, sweat, and tears in the famous Heart Dungeon. Mm-hmm. A lot of the superstars you watch in WWE now were trained by Dean Malenko. Him, yep. Fit Finlay. Those guys train these people. Why did you think that AEW scooped in to, to take him? Quickly. So what he can do. Surprisingly, they overlooked thus far Arn Anderson. We haven't heard anything about Double A, but Dean... Oh, yeah, they snatched him quick. <laughs> quick. It's like, yeah. gee, he didn't even have a chance to breathe and take a vacay. It's like, you, you know you're coming with us, right? Okay, no problem. And that was it. You, you know why you haven't heard anything about Double A, right? No, go ahead, man. He'll be back in WWE in a month or two. He need a little vacation. I'm sure that he's still on the payroll. He's, I, and I'm using air quotations here. He, he got fired. But, I mean... I don't think it's long-term. Yeah. Hey, take a vacation. No. We'll pay you. Make it look like, you know, then we'll put you back on and you'll be back on the road, but nobody will know. And I, I agree I, with that because for the reason why they said he got fired, how the heck is, uh, what's her name? Alicia, in Fox. The, Alicia Fox in mania. <laughs> you know, how is she involved in stuff? And you're the reason why this man got canned. Mm-hmm. But not only that, her sobriety shouldn't have been mainly his problem. I don't care if you're a road agent, anything. Her sobriety shouldn't have been, shouldn't be mainly your. Well, from a business perspective, I get it. Because, you know, if you're running a business, it's all about safety. And if you're putting somebody else's life literally in your hands, depending on what moves and spots you're doing. If you are not able to make those conscious, clear-minded decisions, then, yeah, something could go wrong and somebody could get seriously injured. And then the road agent will be responsible because you should have caught that and tapped that, out, tapped that out before it even went to the ring. So I get it. But, again, I think there may be more to it. But I get it. Agree. I think it's more to it, too. Now... You did give a great lead-in to the show tonight, tapping into your inner Firefly. So it would be remiss if we didn't talk about the menagerie that occurred in the Firefly Funhouse this week. I'm not even going to 
number it and say what Firefly Funhouse episode it is because I think this was the first true Firefly Funhouse episode because there was so much that was going on in the thing it, it it's like man it hit on every possible level of Bray Wyatt that we've seen over the years from how he's been doing the setup and, and the whimsicalness of himself to the let me in to the pause to the limbo. I mean, it was so much going on. You know, we saw OG, which I just call it OG Bray Wyatt when he did the, the reverse crawl under mm. the limbo. I mean, it was just so much going on and I call it a sister Abigail doll. <laughs> because um you know we got certain movies coming out with dolls or two of them uh one of being chucky which i can't wait to see oh, and I, yeah and yeah, that's, that's gonna be insane yeah i'm, I'm uh, they made him look soft like that's not the what? killer that i grew up being scared of i couldn't have a my buddy doll because of that daggone movie because <laughs> my buddy could have killed you did you not see the memo Look, I was willing to take that chance because I'm like, look, I got problems and I need you to take care of. You said you get kid sister, could you? No, I couldn't. <laughs> Mom's like, none of that coming in the house. Like, what about Teddy Ruxpin? Nope, that's out too. It's like, <laughs> dang. Well, they don't have no extra large Transformers, so what am I supposed to do? Gotta play with that 16 inch G.I. Joe. <laughs> hey, I had one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> with the Kung Fu grip. Yeah. And I had a Jeep to go with it. Oh, sorry. For those that don't know, KG's old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, I had Star uh, Star Trek action figures too, so don't oh worry about God. it. God, wow. Wow. Are you talking about first run? Yeah. Jesus, man. Yep. Jesus. You're going too deep into it now, man. Yeah. You're going too deep. They're not ready for the, the levels of toydom that you've been through over the years. They're not ready for that. Oh. You know, everything is so small these days. Yeah. I mean, look, my fifteen dollars for what the heck? How small is this thing? Well, well come on now. We we grew up with micro machines as sideline junkers. Come on, every sideline junker remember micro machines now. Come on, yeah. Until your parents stepped on them, it's like Lego. You're good. Micro machine, you would never see those things coming. <laughs> Shoot, one micro machine will shut your foot down for half a day, yeah. and get you punished because you know you're supposed to pick them little small things up. I miss the micro machine, man, too. That's when you first realized people could talk quick. Yeah. And he was just going through, Mom, I don't know what he said, but micro machines, it's $15.99, Mom. It's a six pack. I need it. What about the Hot Wheels? They're $1.99. No, but you get 24 of them. They're not micro. (laughs) (laughs) The fast talking dude said, What did he say? I don't know. But he said, Buy it. Those are good old days, man. Yeah. When when toys were toys. Those were the days. <laughs> now you just showed your age. <laughs> oh man, did I? Oh God. Yep. <laughs> All in the family. Uh, wow. Wow. But, I am so upset with myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about those now. I mean, that's the, the, the whole uh uh the the the, I think that's the thing, you know. The Abby doll, you know, come on, Sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. 
she finally has a face. And it, but just that that lead in about being in limbo. Why won't you let yeah. me rest? Exactly. Oh. Like I said, there was just so many levels on it that, man, like I said, I consider that the first true episode because you got to see everything Bray Wyatt has been doing and he's been talking about all pieced together in different layers. So every time you watch it, you could see something different and get something different out of it. And it's making it more and more entertaining. And now when he talked about how he's got the two sides, so we can have the different kind of like the adverse of a Finn Balor. We could have the, we'll just call it the quote unquote demon, or you can have the traditional uh, Bray Wyatt character come out to the ring and you don't know which one you're getting. And because it doesn't require a bunch of face paint and body paint, like the demon for Finn, you could you could get it more often than not. You could have it happen in the same night. There's so much that you can do with it. I'm still can't wait to see the entrance treatment and how this is going to play out. If it's going to bring back the fireflies all over the arena, or if it's going to be something else, I don't know. I just can't wait to see him come out. I don't even care about the match he's in. I just want to see him come out. So again, maybe in Jeddah Saudi Arabia, we may see that happen. If not, who knows? They could curate it and just run it all the way to uh, SummerSlam and then just have it be the big thing there. I don't know. But, man, great, great, great. I- I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, they kept leading in, it's back, it's back, it's back. I'm like, can y'all hurry up? I don't care about anything else that's happening. Mine is Brock and his boombox. But everything else I don't really care about. Let's get to the fire. Then it finally happened. I was like, thank you. <sighs> when it happened, so it happy. It That's did the not. Best part about it. Uh, did not. Like, I lied to you not. I wanna remember I told you I went to Walmart and I got a lantern that matched these. I wanna light my lantern tonight and I just wanna walk through a dark house and just have everybody, you know, just light up with me. Right there. Um, AKG? Yeah. yeah. Not sure if you're aware, but that sounds like breaking and entering. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm about to say, you got to clarify. You just talking about get a lantern and walk through a dark house. Like, yeah, I don't think those people are going to be happy with you just rolling up in their house with a lantern. They will say that he's here, all right, to 911. <laughs> like, man breaks in and does a Bray Wyatt impersonation. News at 11. It's like, what the heck? Like, oh, I know who that is. Let me send the bail money out. But I, I don't know, but it's like, it's like you get geeked up about it. I'm, I feel like a kid the night, I, a kid on Christmas Eve. That's yep. how I feel right now because I know we've been asking for him to come back for quite some time now. Uh, and this is the lead up. It's not going to fizzle out. We're going to get what we've been asking for. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, before he took his hiatus, uh, him teaming with uh, Matt Hardy was pretty damn good. I will say that. And it, I, I think building on that and then what you already had, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And and the last part of this, uh, for this uh, conversation, he had a great exchange with the New Day, more so Big E. He apologized for some of the things he did against the New Day, 
and he asked for forgiveness. Big E said, we can talk about it if you let Luke Harper come out. Bray says, be careful what you wish for. Now, we know that Luke Harper is in the six-month extension of we're not going to let you go to AEW-ness. But if we can get the Luke Harper transformation of some kind into the Firefly Funhouse, that'd be amazing. Oh, and he did invite Big E to come on the show. And Big E was like, okay. Mm. So we may get special guest stars down the road, which I think that would be the next evolution of the show is to have somebody else react to Bray Wyatt there. And then you can curate that hint, hint, y'all go ahead and steal this idea into a Piper's pit esque type of thing where you would have that set up in the back and you would have a, a live episode every week of the Firefly Funhouse hint, hint, steal my idea. Um, and then you would have guest stars and people would get weirded out or compliment, but it, you would have to let it be organic. You would have to let Bray Wyatt interact with those folks within kayfabe, within storyline, potentially, but not scripted. So that way you could get the raw interaction. You may give them an outline of things we may say, but it, it would be insane to have that happen. I 1,000% agree. Hint, hint, steal my idea. So No, no, no. no. If you're going to steal it, pay the man, Shirley. Please. I don't know where Shirley is, but I know there's a Stephanie over there that can cut a check. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to see how that plays out. And uh, speaking of playing out, just to give you a quick insight into what's happening, if you're looking at it uh, or listening to us in, in real time, um, the first match of the night for NXT TakeOver, number 25, is Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. And there are some chain wrestling maneuvers in here that I swear I think I'm watching or I'm playing SmackDown versus Raw 2007, WWE No Mercy. I mean, it, these guys are landed all on the line, and they are just going boom, spot for spot for spot for spot for spot. It is wrestling at its finest that has happened right now from Undisputed Era's uh, Roderick Strong and the original bro, Matt Riddle. So NXT TakeOver is already showing why we can do what we do. And I think this, as I talked about it last week, is the sandwich that they're putting, Jesus, the sandwich that they're putting uh, <laughs> AEW in because they're, they're, they have uh, WWE pay-per-view. MIB, Money in the Bank, and then you go from Money in the Bank to you have AEW's pay-per-view, so they've got a lot to prove and to go against because they made some power moves, again, with Becky losing a belt, Bailey gaining a belt. Then the ball's in AEW's court, and they did produce, but now they've got two back-to-back shows. Remember, WWE can do it. So we're going to see just phenomenal action out of NXT as usual, but more so than not. Like I said, this this sequence that I just got finished watching uh, as we're talking was was amazing for Roderick Strong. You almost forget that he is that good. And then we've got what's going to happen for just the overall 
awe that's going to happen from Goldberg and Taker, and we're getting Triple H proper, not I'm assuming he's going to tap and just be King of Kings, Triple H. That's what we're going to get. I hope so. Versus traditional Viper, Randy Orton. And there's going to still be some moving and shaking. That's why we're not going to cover all of the matches because there is some changes that allegedly could be happening in and out of who's going to be participating. And plus the Firefly Funhouse. So they've given a lot of content to go against one show. And I'll leave y'all with that thought as we go to our commercial break, and then we'll come back with our final two components of the night. Are we back? I got you. Yes, sir. Like a girlfriend that just can't stay away. Like, girl, where <laughs> you come from? <laughs> well, you know what can I say? <laughs> so... We started with uh, a little bit earlier talking about AEW. But now let's talk about AEW Gate. There's been a lot of controversy over a segment that I think was pretty stupid. But could have been great at the same time. And I'm talking about the Sami Zayn electric chair segment that they had on Raw. Now, I thought it was cool that they actually let people really ask questions so sammy's quick wit on the responses for the most part really good now sometimes it's like look people if you know you have that opportunity why are you asking a dumb behind question (laughs) Uh, or a question you could be asking something a little bit better but again live tv live opportunity the best was the little girl because she was just quick witted as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a great job on uh, Caleb Braxton not giving her the microphone again so that way you could have the banter. I mean, it, you were getting what you wanted out of it. But then we had Sami Zayn just say, Hey, y'all could be asking me anything. You could be asking me about AEW. And everybody's like, Oh, snap. Which the, the issue is some reports are saying that it was scripted. Some reports are saying that it was not. Some reports are saying that Ritz was very mad. Some reports are saying it was a work and they were just trying to get over on the boys. So it's still no clear cut. This is a or B type of thing. But again, in my opinion, and I know you, you definitely got some chime in on this. I think it's stupid at this stage of social media presence for the WWE to be we can't mention that. We can't mention a competition. Really? People are live tweeting about the competition at your show. Mm-hmm. They're live tweeting about your show at the competition. Mm-hmm. You can't even protect kayfabe because if something happens, you've got out of you know 60,000 people, maybe a thousand of them are live streaming, if not taking videos and uploading of what's happening. You can't even have a curtain call incident and nobody knows about it unless you find out from a dirt sheet or you read a magazine. They find out about it three seconds later. Mm -hmm. It just went viral. So I don't know what the the real purpose of the electric chair was. But at the same time, I think it was scripted because 
why not? Just to be edgy. I think somebody said, hey, Vince, we need to be edgy. So let's just say it. Now, nobody, nobody would be expecting it. But at the same time, I think they should be able to talk about it all the time. WCW had no problem saying, yeah, and WWE, not to your detriment. You know, the Mick Foley thing was a little excessive, but you're not going to find this in Vince's area. You know, those type of things. Why can't you say stuff like that? Because that made them edgy <coughs> at WCW. That made people want to watch because you wanted to hear what type of things were going to be said or referenced in, uh, between WCW uh, and the WWF at the time. So I don't know. I'm going to leave the ball in your court because I know you got something to say about this hot mess of tomfoolery. Uh, I'm going to say this. <laughs> and I'm going to be quite honest. <sighs> I thought it was wickedly awesome! <laughs> because you got to think about this. AEW has been taking pot shots at WWE long before uh, 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 the last pay-per-view. Jeez, double or nothing. First it started with, uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase that. WWE actually did it first at uh, the Hall of Fame induction when oh, yeah, uh, Billy, Gunn. Billy Gunn was like, I don't even work here. He was like, don't worry about it. Uh, Triple H, Vince will buy the little pissant company yours just to fire you. <laughs> but you go from that to uh, Cody. It's one thing to come at the, the, the brands. Don't come at the individuals. That's why I think I have to draw the line because potentially these are people that you could actually get to come work for you. Don't come at those characters, those individuals coming to company. I'd rather see it go back and forth between the company. Yeah, and, or you could talk about the booking. You know, it's it's not – I don't like the booking of what they did with said character right? or how they're booking the, 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 the treatment for this or that. So, yeah, I agree with that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut but, in, but, yeah, no. booking. You you absolutely right, because what Cody Rhodes said about Bailey, come on now, Bailey just became the first women's Grand Slam Slam champion, and for you to say that right after she won the title, I felt that you know you trying to drop her down a peg, and I'm like, dude, we're not gonna do that here. But what you did at Double or Nothing, the smashing of the throne, very eerily similar to something that Triple H would sit on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was pretty... I'm not even going to call that one cool. It was just like borderline. Because everybody said that was very cringeworthy. And it was unnecessary. But then I think about it. I would love to see Cody, <laughs> to be quite honest, it's cliche, but Cody do a, a Suge Knight promo <laughs> oh my i mean you don't want the producer all in the ring brock lesnar keep winning <laughs> all the money in the banks <laughs> all on the record come to AEW. come death row <laughs> see I, I wouldn't mind that now that right there would be pretty cool it'd be pretty hilarious but it'd be i mean it'd be cool but then on another side of it i'm thinking like this and I could be way off the mark, but in this world, money makes the world go round. All day. I wouldn't be surprised if 
Vince is not on the phone with Cody and Triple H and Stephanie and everybody, and they're all on the phone with the cons and uh, saying, hey, look, we got to do this right. We got to get you off the ground. You take shots at us. We take shots at you. And, you know, we got them ping-ponging back and forth. They don't know what to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so-and-so is about to come up out of their contract, but if they don't resign, make sure you scoop them up so they don't go that back to the Indies. You know, take care of this person. Uh, well, if you take this talent, um, that way we can bring this one up and you still got main event talent, but we're bringing up new guys. All right. Okay. We just released a new guy, you know, something like that, where they're just kind of sort of working together on the surface. Right. Trying to make not just old school territory booking. Right. Not making AEW stronger than WWE or WWE even more stronger than AEW. So they crush them, but making it, to the point that us as wrestling fans, wrestling fans are being entertained and we're we getting the 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 <laughs> uh we're getting the, the the purest product that uh is possible you know and that's what it's all about it's all about the product and I I I, I say something in in our um, in our uh, uh, group chat about what we do, and it's the same thing with WWE AEW. That product that they put out, for lack of a better term, that's their blue magic. That's what's going to keep people coming back. Mm-hmm. Is how good your product is. So you got to put out the purest form that's going to keep them coming back. And if that's the case, where they're both putting out pure forms and they're putting on great shows, everything. Fine. Do it. Mention each other. Take shots at each other. Do do all of that. Within reason. Don't cause any bad blood. And then maybe, just maybe, we'll get that cross-promotional uh, something, a, a run-in, a stare-down, something that just gets you, you know, it happens on the weekend, and next thing you know, Monday morning, everybody's talking about it. Something that's going to break the internet, basically. Mm-hmm. I, every time I think about it, I just I, I wonder if, if if I'm dreaming too big. Am I being realistic? No, I think you're being a, 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 a 2019 year fan. I said that now that kayfabe no longer exists, and you well, I mean, it exists, but you really can't protect it and manage it like you used to because you want to have a social media presence even wwe on their app is saying this person's going to be showing up at raw remember the days you were shocked when somebody showed up now mm-hmm. you're telling me who's going to be there you're telling me who got drafted you know all these things are happening so it's no surprise anymore so you, you have to be in my opinion open to Working with and, and having these conversation lines. If we talking about AEW and WWE in the same breath at the water cooler at, at work, why the heck can't WWE talk about AEW at work mm-hmm. and work being inside the squared circle? We all know about it. It's not like, oh, it doesn't exist. It was just a dream. Getting a little bit extra biggie in there. It was all a dream. You know, that, that's, that's not what's happening. It's it. We know it. The fan, the kids know it. Everybody knows that this stuff is going on, or these people are here. So, like you said, if everybody's working together, 
then you can actually keep it in a, at a level that it's up to the line, but at the same time, everybody is managing the line, and what's good for us is good for you. Because if we can get you, like you said, up there from a dollars and cents perspective, so that may you're getting when you go live on TNT, you're getting higher tier sponsors, then we can renegotiate on USA for what's happening in Fox on the sponsorships there and make more money. So if we're saying, yeah, we're competing and it's going back and forth, da da da, was good for one is good for all as long as everybody's putting it in. But I will say this, though. Had that have been a People's Choice Don Rodriguez, what I would have done is one of two things. A, spent more money on the prop. So that way uh, the gag would have actually been a lot better because it's a little bit of poof. It's like, uh, I mean, that's all you get. You have more pyro for everything else. So I wasn't (laughs) happy with the spot for that terms. But what I would have done is I would have actually sat on the throne and had Brandy bring me out a a, a, a Triple H-themed mask. You know how he has the ones with the cross on the front and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, but it'd be the crown. And then as she's passing it to me, I would take it, and I would look at it and just shake my head and then drop it to the ground. And then I would get up off, and if I'm spending a budget, I would get off the throne, and then it would just catch on fire. And as I'm walking away, I'm, quote-unquote, that also kind of be a dig at Seth Rollins, but I'm burning it down, you know? And then that's the image as I'm walking down the ramp. You would see the flaming throne behind me. That's what I would have done. But, you know, I guess I'm just, you know, real G. So, AEW, if you want to listen and steal my ideas, too, well, you don't really have a Stephanie there to cut a check. So I guess, Brandy, cut me a check, too. That's all I'm saying. See, see, that's the thing. You're going to steal the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. I <laughs> and you cut him a check. But the thing is, all you, got, you don't even have to close your eyes. It's playing right in front of you. I, I mean, I've seen all of that. And I, a little bit of you was rubbed off on me. Because, I, I mean... Not the first pay-per-view. Now, I wouldn't have did this first pay-per-view because they got three more pay-per-views coming up. I would have did it maybe four or five months down the line, you know, something like that. That way, it would have set up to almost come to a head where you have Triple H, Seth Rollins, uh, Becky Lynch. You have all the top-name WWE stars standing at the top of AEW's ramp with security holding them back and all the stars from AEW are coming up the ramp trying to get to them and they're just trying to get to each other as the pay-per-view goes on. Just something that, just, just to get you talking. I, I don't know. I mean, think about how much money you can make with the distribution deal AEW has. WWE has the network. How much, I, I think they could probably get close to a half a billion dollars if they did a joint pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. I think it's down the road. That could be one of those Jetta specials. I'm not going to lie to you. But here's what I was thinking doing all that. Maybe that's just me talking about dreaming big. Why not? I would love for us, the WrestleManiacs, sponsored by the Sideline Junkies and Anchor, um, to be, you know, to get a WWE Network show 
And just to let you know how contractually, because, you know, I went that deep in my imagination, uh, it would be contractually written in that we would have a guaranteed year. We cannot be canceled on a WWE network and we can say whatever we want. Now we're not going to be disrespectful, but we would have a show and we would travel with the WWE. Uh, so wherever raw is, we'd be there for raw. We'd be there for SmackDown to do the shows after. Cause we produce a lot of content since it's uh, on the network and it will be a live show. So we get superstars, et cetera. But let's say, you know, AEW had a pay-per-view. We talk about it because we would have just watched it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're going to say, oh, Vince sucks. You know, I mean, that's, that's disrespectful and stuff like that. We wouldn't go there. But at the same time, how amazing would it be to have a show producing content on the network? Nobody steal these ideas. <laughs> but yet you're going to have those conversations and you're not having repercussions because it's someone else not WWE proper having a conversation, even though it's on the network, but that also brings more people to the network because you want to find out. The only way you can find this out, it's not going to be captioned on YouTube. You're not, I mean, if somebody records it, however you do those type of things and posts it, that's the only way it would show up. Otherwise, the only way you could get that content is through the network. So that boosts subscriptions because we'd be just talking out our crazy wazoo. <laughs> and that'd be just awesome. But that's future thinking. That's future speak. Uh, and then also on the other side of the coin, we would get y'all a nice little Disney partnership. So that way, uh, Sideline Junkies is doing something cool with the almighty Espen. And that'd be a homecoming for some of us uh, when it comes down to ESPN. But that was just that. That was... Another one of those lofty uh, ideas and dreams and imagination. That's SpongeBob style. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, just give you a glimpse into where my brain was going. So I was like, man, it'd be awesome. We'd be traveling all over. You have to hit it with the uh, the Harlem Knights to your wife, baby. I ain't coming home. What you talking about? I'm out. <laughs> they said yes, and they said be here tomorrow. I'm out. Hey, pretty much. That's, that's how we would have to do it. I mean, my family already know. You talking about WWE contract? Yeah, I'm gone. This is not non-negotiable. There's no questions asked. I, I, kids be like, what about us? I don't know. Just stay there. I don't care. I'm gone. <laughs> There'll be money in the mail. <laughs> Bills paid, food on the table. Don't worry about it. Heck, yeah. I'll let you know. I, you know, Well, when they go overseas, I may not go the first trip if I'm not clear, but mm. everything else, I'm out. I'm definitely going to a European tour. I can tell you that much. I'm, hey, I'm all down for it. I mean, mm-hmm. the first British even... girl that says hi, it's a wrap. Like, oh, <laughs> kryptonite. Hello, <laughs> love. Dang it, she got me. We're getting married right now. You're about to become a U.S. citizen. Until <laughs> <laughs> I get to Australia. They'd be like, hey, oh, dang it. You're, I'm divorcing you, marrying this one. Like, curse it. Curse it. How do all y'all know that's my kryptonite? See, we have to New Zealand. I don't think I, I don't think I would come back. We go to New Zealand, I'm not coming back. Oh God. I, Are I'm you like, Game of Thrones in it up? I, I it's just something about it. I have never been. I wanna go. Everything I see is, is beautiful. So Yeah. I I wanna I, I just gonna send the money and be like, hey, let's go. Whole family. We live in New Zealand now. Yeah, now full disclosure, 
I will agree with that because New Zealand is not one of those places yet that I've heard some stories about some weird animals that will try to kill me. Now, they'd be like, yeah, we're going to Australia, not going on that tour. Wow, you know how many daggone animals out there could kill me? You know how many venomous snakes? They'd be just showing up at people's toilets. Oh, look at this. It's a python in my toilet. Hell no. <laughs> we're going to South Africa. Oh, hell no. As much as I love and I'm fascinated by the black mamba, no. <laughs> not going on that one either. But we can visit. No, no, no. I will stay in a hotel, and I will burn that hotel down, the first little slithering thing anywhere that decides we'll be in a toilet. You, the, the, the high Australia just got burned down. You're damn right it did. I torched that mofo. Hell no. I ain't coming out the toilet. No. I use the toilet too much. I'm just saying. <laughs> a sacred to a man. The last <laughs> thing you won't have to worry about. There's too many things dangling and exposed. You won't even want the water to touch you in the toilet. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That splash happened like, no, no, no. Like that. That's, a, that's what Jim Ross should call right there. Like, by God, by God, no, damn it, no. You're like, that's straight to the shower, buddy. <laughs> so you're talking about something coming up the toilet. Oh, man, that's a man's nightmare right there. <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, ladies and gentlemen, we can go off to some strange places <laughs> doing the Sideline Junkies podcast. Just be glad we have not, once again, talked to Ronda Rousey uh, and given her suggestions on how to freeze breast milk. So <laughs> we've gone from that extreme to splash damage. <laughs> What you sitting on the toilet? <laughs> oh God! Oh man, that's when you know it's Saturday, and the WrestleManiacs have actually had a good day at work. Um, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and then, <laughs> and uh, a month and yeah, about a full month and a day from Madden and college football experience. Once yes. again on the EA Sports side, so moving and shaking. E three is next week, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity. I haven't heard anything about the new WWE, but we do know that Sasha Banks was doing something with 2K in reference to WWE. So I don't know if she's filming a commercial. She's going to be the cover athlete or have some DLC or something. Because that's the case, she ain't going anywhere. They wouldn't right. have her do that, and then. She's still no that that that's that's sacrilegious right there. So we'll have to see. But uh doing E three when they make that announcement, that could be the first time potentially we see anything Sasha Banks related that's fresh. So keep your eyes peeled. Um don't know which presentation is gonna come from, but we will see how that plays out. But that's gonna be pretty exciting. So last thing of the night is happening right now. NXT takeover. 25 five years in the making almost to the day and now we have new nxt tag team champions from the ladder match the street profits are now champions red solo cups are being purchased everywhere and now bianca Belair can win her belt and they got two belts at the household but uh so that's one match that has happened already. Matt Riddle just beat Roderick Strong and what possibly could be match of the night. 
especially from a chain wrestling perspective. Still upcoming, MCW Zone, the Velveteen Dream is going to be going against Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, Shayna Baszler, still who I think needs to be called up to fill the Ronda Rousey void, um, is going to be going against the genius of the sky, Io Shirai, who's one of my universal uh, crushes now, you know. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the main event of the evening, and I just want your opinion on who you think is going to win this one. Not when I throw picks. Just want your opinion. Because you won the last one, so I'm not even trying to go there. Trying to give you a little bit extra time before I beat you. Um, NXT Championship match. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Baby. Jeez. Jeez. Um, jeez. I, I, I don't. That's a, that's a tough one, man, because you don't want to see Gargano lose. But then again, you want to see Adam Cole win. It's like, man, I can I, go. I, I, guess, I, I guess I'll go. Johnny Gargano. I respect that. I respect that. I'm thinking Gargano as well. Only reason why is because he just got the belt. To take the belt off of him would almost make him seem not as worthy. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it wrong, but I think it would not be good. I think him one more title victory if Tommaso Ciampa is on his way back sooner than later, then Ciampa could be the next uh, match for him, and that's how that could go. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I like to see Johnny win, but then I, I'd also like to see Adam Cole get the belt too. But then again, I want to see Undisputed Era be called up. Right, that's true. I agree with that now. And on a side note, I think it's about time, or if they're not filming one, they should have been filming a Kofi Kingston. 365. Well, I don't think I've seen a Kofi Kingston 24-7 episode, which that should have happened by now. They're promoting uh, the evolution the year of Ronda Rousey, which is happening, streaming on WWE Network after Monday Night Raw. But where's Kofi's video package and his long... Well, maybe they're going to... They've got to do something because he just returned back to Ghana for the first time in many years, so... You know, that, that, that's his uh, home of origin. And they, they, they've given him a king's welcome, to say the least. So it, it's amazing to watch and, and to see how emotionally proud they are of him mm-hmm. and how ex- excited he is to be back. That That's just one of those opportunities just through the roof. Awesome. So I would love to see a Kofi Kingston produced 24 or something. I think it needs to happen. And, you know, time's a ticking because it's almost time for him to transition out. He's got to drop his belt at some point. I know it's sad to say, but we need to get him to that next evolution of champion being that you lost and now it's coming back. Right. I, 
I mean, you keep keeping champion too long, it gets stale. Oh, well, no, not necessarily because I don't think Becky Lynch holding both belts for close to well, actually over a month. It didn't get stale. It was good. Right. It, it was pretty good, but with uh, the return of Heel Ziggler, I don't think he's going to hold on to that belt too much longer. I agree with that. But, you know, we've got time. We'll see what happens. But, again, next week we may get deeper into what the hell WWE needs to do so that way if they listen to us already, they can start doing this stuff because we really need it to be more. And not more of what we have and who we have. We need to be more of who can be and what they can do. So, I don't know. That may be a good little episode to have. Maybe that would be our second annual What If episode. And Lord knows we went crazy in the what ifs. Most of it happened. but <laughs> So it really wasn't a what if. It's a what's going to be type of thing. <laughs> but, hey, if we could get a what's going to be in this for the betterment of uh, the WWE universe, then hell's to the yeah. Let's get that. Indeed. I'm just – only thing I'm disappointed in is when the ideas are being used – we need that money. Or the recognition. Or that year contracted show. It's ways around it. Just contact us. We're ready to talk. Heck yeah, we're hungry. We're like, we're going to pay you $3. Okay. That's fine. But guess yeah. what? I got a job for a year. Per second. <laughs> per second. <laughs> like, hell yeah, it'd be a $3 an hour. But I'm not going to lie to you. If you give me free traveling and room and board and all that, I'm going to have to think about it. So, um, man, tell them where they can hear us. Well, I'm sitting here right now with sidelinejunkies.com mm. up, and it will be updated very, very shortly all the way across the board. So don't forget about that. Make sure you go to the bottom of the page when you go to sidelinejunkies.com and subscribe, and then verify your email. So every time we hit this uh, update and a new show is posted, uh, you'll get it. As well as if you follow us on Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, of course, right here in our home, Anchor FM, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, Podcoin, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Player FM. And also, don't forget, you got Sideline Junkies on Instagram and on Twitter. Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook. And of course, our email to hit the direct line to the WrestleManiacs. Uh, Delonte, BJ, Junie, Jim, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, myself, the big guy, KG. Sideline Junkies, 247 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ways to show us some love And a new way If you haven't downloaded it yet Not that they're a sponsor or anything But it's a damn good app The WWE Universe game The app You could go ahead and play that And you can join our club At Sideline Junkies You just search for us And then we've got the almighty Taz's motivational statement Beat us if you can Survive if we let you so join up. 
We could get about 20 people, if hopefully more, uh, to join us. We've got some great club events that's going on, and we could just take it to the top, and Sideline Junkies can be number one in the WWE Universe mobile app game. So it's another way to, to join in, and we can all fight together. Well, I gotta, I, I'm still working on the buttons. I've only been playing for two days, so I'm still working on it. I'm going to get better, though. So as long as your your attacks are perfect, that's all that matters. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I got to get better. Oh, speaking of, of gaming, <laughs> I, I, I've done some retro game shopping. I copped Knockout Kings 2000 this week. Ooh, ooh, the predecessor to Fight Night. Yes. And one of the best NBA lives that I've ever played. 95? Uh, no, 96, uh, 96, 97 are my top two. 99, no, I take that back. 96, then 99, then 97. But 2003 is one of the best NBA lives that I've ever played. First year of the freestyle stick. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And I, I would sit at the top of the key and I'd rock you to sleep and go right around you every time. So I caught both of those this week. I'm really, really happy about that. I mean, as you can see, I'm running around bragging about a game that's 16 years old, but I don't care. Don't feel bad, but I will say this. You brought up NBA Live. Based off of the play of last year, this is the year. I'm calling it now. NBA Live is going to be on the same level as 2K in reference to gameplay and performance. Unless they royally changed something and did something stupid. Well, that, that was NBA a military Live. coup. Yeah. So we just got, as much as we praise 2K, who in the heck in the truck got hurt about me giving the nod to NBA Live? All I said was, is that it would be on par with 2K. I didn't say better than 2K. I just said on par. And they got mad. Yeah. Now, if now that y'all to talk about it, now let's talk about the other side of the corner. How much money a great NBA Live of modern era is going to save you, since you don't have to buy VC. That could be for some folks about twelve hundred dollars a year, because most of the people that's going ham are spending about a hundred dollars a month in VC on my mom player. So, yeah. You're welcome. I just saved you twelve hundred dollars. Now bleep that truck. Well, as as somebody that plays two K exclusively, uh, my sons play two K. I don't like the VC point. You know the simple fact I can go to Walmart, GameStop. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> or any other Best Buy, any other video game retailer, and say, you know what? I just bought this. I need twenty thousand VC points okay mm -hmm. and then i can go home and take my 65 overall player that i just created having been in the gym put up one shot and all of a sudden i'm at 87 no sir that is not how this game was intended to be played uh ronnie 2k i hope that you hear this i hope this gets to you please put it back to where it was where you have to actually hone your skills on 2k and the my player and build yourself from the ground up 
to be the best player in the league. It took me three seasons to become a 99 overall because I worked hard. Mm-hmm. But in those three seasons, I won two championships. I'm working on my third straight right now with the team that's pretty doggone good, if I might say so myself, that I had no help in building. I didn't build it. The computer, the AI generated the team, and they made the trades. All I said is, hey, I would like to get this player to come play with me. And they went and got a certain player because I needed a rebounder. There it is. Put it back to the way it used to be. Exactly. I could say it better myself. Or you just buy NBA Live. So that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's already begun. Madden 20 is is out and about. Discuss. We know it's going to have a little bit of an impression of NCAA. Mm -hmm. And the next week, we will hear about 2K20 basketball, 2K20 wrestling, 2K, well, 2000 FIFA, 2020 FIFA, and um, keeping our fingers crossed, man, based off of current performance, wouldn't be a bad time to start talking about we plan on doing a Tiger Woods. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't be a bad time to talk about that. A little cyber tiger for you, baby. And maybe also when Madden, you could put in the mud dog so that way I could play as Bobby Boucher. <laughs> With uh, NBA Live. Are they bringing the WNBA back this season? Don't know. Except I hope so. There has been no mention on the sports side of things. Madden is the first one out. And trust me, just what they said enough, like EA Sports and and college, that's enough to tide us over to E3, and then we'll, we'll get the rest of the lay of the land from there. Right. But now, EA Sports, everybody listens to us. You bring the WNBA back, give me – the four-time WNBA champion, Houston Comets, as one of the classic teams. I could take that team and beat any men's team because I got the big three, the original big three. Mm -hmm. I got Cynthia Cooper. I got Cheryl Swoops, who was Mm -hmm. Mrs. Michael Jordan, basically. And Tina Thompson, the best stretch for female that I've ever seen play. And one of my crushes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, you went a long way to bring up the crush thing, man. Kudos. You know what? He ran a marathon to get to that, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it right there. You take them through an adventure. You get them invested into it, and then you lay it down on the line. That's good storytelling right there. I'd put that in the ring right now. You know what? I'm going to close the show out with that. KG gave it to us. And now he's going to give it to all of his crushes. So, (laughs) (laughs) the list is long. (laughs) You got your cue line and your stanchion set up. (sighs) Like, God dang. You could be tired in the next 20 minutes. I'm I'm, going to be like Mark Henry when he he hooked up with the Godfather. Just, all right, next two. Come on, let's go. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, a kid show, I think. Yeah. 
baby or something. <laughs> it, it went from a kid show to a family show. And I think this is like 10.59 on a Tuesday night. So, and this is yeah. 10 <laughs> we are We're a click away from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh, man. What's up, CJ? What's up, CJ? Uh, Grove Park over here. Grove Park. All right, so. All right, man, we got we to gotta get out of here. Let these people go and enjoy uh, their next week in anticipation of what the heck are we going to talk about next week? Because Lord knows it may be off the rails like this one was. Yeah, uh, but that's what makes it so great. So don't forget, stay tuned tomorrow, which is Sunday, before the NBA Finals start. You have my word as a sideline junkie. You have my word as a man. We will be in with the Sunday rise because we have to break down game one of the NBA finals and we have to preview game two. So you got my word. You're going to get that episode. We had some technical difficulties on Friday night. So we're going to make it up to you. Just stay tuned for that and be on the lookout. Thank you. Well, you got to be. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to look like a genius if, if the Warriors win in six. But that's cool, though. It's cool. I mean, it should have been the Bucks, but I mean, when, when oh, I was thinking. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Maybe on your NBA jam. <sighs> yeah, I finished my plate of crow, and I'm just going to not even cry about it no more. So <laughs> thank you oh, to man. the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. So thank you, sir. Thank you to the lovely children that inspired us today the little ones our daughters sideline junkies where we do fatherhood rights thank you to everybody listening we are the wrestlemaniacs and we are out of here because we don't do ot well technically we do but you know how it is (laughs) (laughs) peace out folks holla This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.